Hi everybody, my name is Renee. Thank you so much for tuning into the Happy Because podcast. I'm beyond excited. I don't even have the words. I'm so excited to be recording this. This project, I cannot tell you, has been in the works for so, so, so long. And I've been kind of chipping away here and there, kind of rethinking it, redoing it. And finally, it's like, I'm recording. We are here. I'm excited. Let's do this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm really pumped because I've started recording this um, a number, a number of times and I'm finally getting get my groove. So here we go. Um, today, I'm just going to share with you um, my story, Can tell you who I am, um, the the things in my life that brought me to this place of making a podcast for the world to, to listen to, or hopefully at least like a dozen people, that'd be cool, um, and what I'm all about and what I see for the future of this podcast. So here we go. Uh, mainly, uh, Happy Because is going to be talking about wellness and mental wellness and health. Like my journey is depression and anxiety. So we'll probably talk a lot about that. Uh, but as you know, um, probably know, um, tackling mental health is really... Um, there's a lot to it. You know, it's not just tackling the thoughts in your brain and maybe the bad habits you have or reactions you have in certain situations. It's also about looking at your life and your, your goals and your relationships. So there's so many different topics that we can, that we are going to delve into, um, to talk about our mental health and well-being. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at happy because podcast. If you get to the end of this podcast and you're like, hey, I like this girl. I might want to support her on this journey she's going on. What she said was helpful. Then um, you can go onto my Patreon. So patreon.com slash happy because and become an official supporter. So let's dive into um, today's little um, story about Renee. Who am I? Um, it does get a little bit heavy at times. Just FYI. <laughs> we are going to talk about kind of, uh, not in detail, but we are going to definitely brush over some of the, the really dark moments in my journey. Um, cause I want you, my listeners to kind of know, um, why I'm here. So, I struggled with depression and anxiety from a very young age, but I, I really didn't know it. And that's a big part of, of my story is realizing at the age of like 24, 25, really after it got so bad, um, then realizing like, oh, I have a lot, I have a big mountain I've got to, I've got to work on, um, I didn't really know that I was struggling in high school and in college. I think in college, I definitely started asking questions. Um, but when I went to my family members or I went to the people that I trusted and I said, hey, you know, I, w I think I might need to be on medication or something. I need help. They would kind of look at me and, and tilt their head like, what are you talking about? Uh you are doing so well in school. You, you have been employed since you're 14. Like you've, you've had a job. You have no issues at your job, no like behavior issues or punctuality issues. Like you're doing everything that you, you need to be doing. Like, so you can't have depression and anxiety. Like you, you know, all of those kind of classic symptoms that we talk about, or you've probably heard, um, I think are 
just don't fit everybody. Or there's a different way of talking about it that, you know, articulates, you know, different way of articulating it that resonates with someone differently. So a lot of the stereotypical things that people talk about with depression, my, the people that I went to and asked just didn't see it. And so I definitely struggled in high school, definitely struggled in college, but really I had to get to a point where I like didn't want to be alive anymore. I had to get to a point where it was months and months of just kind of torture in my brain um, and in my whole life, you know, that really the light bulb turned on and it was like, oh, like this, this really is something serious. I do really remember like a physical click inside my body, like the moment I realized that the the episode that I was in would be considered suicidal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, for a long time, I would have never ever said I was suicidal until like it got so bad. And the, the moment that it clicked that I was like, oh, this is it. It was a very physical sensation inside my chest, which is so strange to me. Um, it was, yeah, I've never really experienced something like that, um, since, but I'm happy to say, um, that that was years ago now. That was, um, over two years ago now that I was in my darkest, darkest of moments. So, um, part of the reason I'm starting this podcast is because I do really feel like, honestly feel like, even though I struggle with depression, anxiety on a daily basis, um, I'm never, ever going to be at that place that I was again. I was stuck, you know, purposely drinking and driving. Um, and, and again, kind of when I was with people being able to kind of live functionally and, and not have people see it. Like maybe people could see I was stressed, but no one knew the, to the extent that it was. So I'm definitely here to talk about suicide. I, I don't want to brush over that topic. Again, even going back to like classic signs of depression, classic signs of suicide, in my opinion, are like so extreme. Like if you were to put suicide on a scale of one to 10, all the questions that maybe your doctor or some official list online um, that they'll ask you to determine whether or not you're suicidal. They'll be like, do you have a plan? You know, do you have you felt hopeless? Like, do you feel like there's no hope for you whatsoever? And we get kind of wrapped up in how these questions are formed. And they're definitely there for a reason. They're definitely like there was a medical, uh, you know, standard and that they came from a good place. But I think by the time, by the time you consciously know that you are suicidal as a depressed person, I think you're at a scale of like you're at a 9, 9.5, 10. Um, and there's so much kind of early things that happen um, that I want to talk about more often because we can just catch people um, so much sooner um, before, before it really does feel like it's too late. Obviously it's never ever too late. So this is a good time for me to, um, I wrote it down the, um, phone number for the national suicide prevention hotline. So I'll just say this right now in case anybody is like, you know, I was not expecting the last couple minutes of this podcast. Um, it's 1-800-273-8255. So, uh, 
basically, uh, if you're someone who feels like there's like really nothing else, you're trying to use your tools, you, you really honestly are giving it your best shot and you're spinning your wheels um, with your depression and anxiety, I promise you that that is temporary. I promise you that every little, little step forward is a victory. And um, I think you just need to find the victories in your day, no matter how small they are. And um, the whole point of this podcast is to kind of talk about these, talk about suicide if necessary. I don't think every episode is going to cover that topic. Uh, but uh, I just want to really, really share my story with people, share the tools and tips that um, I've used. I went to therapy for a year. I went on medication. I've um, gone to group therapy and group therapy was actually like that six weeks was so much better. It was like crazy progress for me really resonated with me compared to kind of the traditional therapy which is still very helpful and um you should do it if you have the means to <laughs> I'm looking at my notes trying to see what else I wanted to say um so it has been it has been over two years two and a half years probably since I was um just stuck it was about a three-month period when I was just so so um stuck in, in not even wanting to be alive and what's hard is I, I took myself out of that the situation there was thankfully part of what I was struggling with was a life circumstance that I could exit not everybody has that luxury so even after leaving that job and even after simplifying my life I, I did have to say goodbye to to some hobbies that I really loved but they were just taking up too much time I really cut as much, you know, extraneous things out of my life as I could and, and went full force into the relationships that I really cared about, you know, my family, my closest friends, um, and taking care of myself. That was my only priority. And that's what I've been doing for the last couple years. And it feels really good to kind of, at first when I simplified, I was even still overwhelmed with everything, you know, it's just still, so it's awesome to come to a place where like, I can handle my life now and I can like add more things to it and and not feel bad so um it's definitely taken a lot of work a lot of forwards and backwards uh but I'm here and you're here and I burped <laughs> and we're in this together <laughs> so if you're someone right now who just feels so stuck so overwhelmed feels like you're drowning in in your sadness and your emotions um then I just urge you uh, to find any small victory. I think when everybody naturally does this, whether you struggle with depression or not, we, we have these expectations for ourselves. We have these images in our head of what we should be able to do. We should be able to keep our house clean and, and cook a home-cooked meal and never have laundry pile up, you know these things look simple on the surface and we beat ourselves up because we can't do it and it yeah maybe maybe you are struggling so much that you can't really get yourself to do what a normal person what an average person would be able to do but that doesn't change your circumstance that doesn't um change like your value as a human of getting through today and being kind to yourself so uh just find a victory in today whatever it is no matter how small um just because it's small to you like could be a huge thing for somebody else so uh write it down give yourself a pat on the back or a hug or um 
Yeah, that's also a, that's a good piece of advice that just popped into my head for anybody on a health and wellness journey um, would be to embrace the silliness. Like literally give yourself a pat on the back right now. We haven't really done that since we were kids, you know, of like, uh, I don't know, giving ourselves a hug or talking to ourselves in the mirror with our affirmations. It Sometimes it feels so silly and um, just embrace the silliness because <laughs> um, I always think of this song by Alanis Morissette that's like, the only way out is through. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the only way out is through. So you got it, got to put in the work and sometimes that work makes us feel kind of, kind of stupid, kind of silly, but give yourself a hug right now for something you did today that you are proud of. I don't care how small it was. So, um, I'm going to sign off. So my new official sign off is, um, today I am happy because, um, I, I'm just excited to get the ball rolling on this project, <laughs> finally. So um, if you liked this podcast, if there was something helpful in it for you, please share it with a friend. Um, if your <laughs> income hasn't been totally slashed by the pandemic, then consider going to patreon.com slash happy because and supporting. Um, if you're interested in maybe getting some advice, sharing your thoughts, telling me this sucked. Go on Instagram and follow me and interact with me there. It's at happy because podcast. Um, I'd love to hear any questions you have um, or any con like concerns. I'm starting this out, you guys. I don't know how to do this. If you've got input, advice, feedback, um, let me know. Let me know. Anyway, have a great day. Um, why are you happy today? Just say it out loud. Today, I am happy because... And fill in the blank. I'll see you guys later. Bye.